Welcome to my video. Not over yet. Hold at least some gold and silver. The collapse of US California based Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank in New York on the 10th of March 2023 sent shockwaves through the international financial system. It not only sent bank stocks and bank bonds plummeting, but also finally brought ailing banking giant Credit Suisse to its knees. The Swiss bank had to be rescued and was bought by UBS on the 19th of March 2023. In, an, in another wave of market fear, Deutsche Bank, another GSIB, global systematically important bank, came under pressure. Its share price fell sharply and credit default swap spreads on its liabilities skyrocketed. In the meantime, however, market stress seems to have subsided. It is fair to say that the Federal Reserve and the US Treasury have pulled it off for now. The Fed opened its funding spigots for banks, providing them with the necessary funds. This washed away the unfolding liquidity crisis. And the US Treasury guaranteed banks hitherto uninsured deposits, calming people's fears and giving them less incentive to withdraw their funds from the banks, especially from smaller and medium-sized banks, and put the money into bigger banks. However, it would be premature to say that the banking crisis is over. In fact, sound economics suggests that things could all too easily take a rather bad turn. The reason lies in the unbacked paper of fiat money system. In a fiat money system, banks create new money balances through bank credit expansion, accompanied by an artificial suppression of market interest rates. This, in turn, results in an initial boom, which, however, sooner or later ends in a bust. Because distorted market interest rates lead to overconsumption and malinvestment. In a fiat money regime, banks operate with fractional reserves. They hold merely a fraction of their immediate payment obligations to their customers in the form of cash, that is, banknotes and central bank money balances. In normal times, this does not seem to be a problem. In times of market stress, however, things can get ugly the latent illiquidity of banks could result in a bank run. Of course, the central bank can provide any cash needed to distress banks at virtually any time. A liquidity shortage can thus be solved. But an even bigger problem may arise. A liquidity crisis in the banking system may spill over into a credit crisis meaning investors fear that borrowers could become unable to service their debt. Why? Banks facing a liquidity problem will become more cautious when it comes to credit risk. Their credit supply will become less abundant and more expensive. This results in payment defaults and business failures. It is precisely th through such a process you may call it a credit crunch, that boom turns into bust. Banks suffer losses, restrict their credit supply even more, and the economy is headed for recession or even depression.
After many years of ultra-low borrowing costs, the central bank's interest rate hiking spree is most likely to result in a significant slowdown of growth, if not an outright recession. Money supply growth in the US is negative, both in nominal and real terms, a direct result of the Fed's higher interest rates and shrinking of its balance sheet, suggesting a drop in economic activity. Likewise, bank credit growth has slowed considerably and is also negative in real, that is, inflation-adjusted terms. Monetary developments are quite similar in the euro area. That said, chances of a substantial slowdown of economic growth, even a fall in production and a rise in unemployment, are high in what lies ahead. Such a scenario is all the more likely given the rather high level of debt in the national economies, which has so far been financed by very low interest rates and now has to be refinanced at significantly higher credit costs. As soon as the first borrowers default on their debts, concern about more defaults will spread like wildfire and the risk of a collapse of the debt mountain rises. So what will central banks do in such a scenario? They would most likely prioritize keeping the banking system and government entities afloat and doing whatever it takes to ward off defaults. The objective of lowering consumer goods price inflation will come second. Inflation would be considered a lesser evil worth taking to prevent a supposedly even greater evil. And so in the end, what started as a liquidity crisis turns into a credit crisis and eventually a currency crisis, meaning people are losing faith in the purchasing power of their fiat monies. Against this backdrop, we believe that holding physical gold and silver as part of the liquid portfolio makes sense. Gold and silver cannot be debased by central banks expanding the money supply, their inflation policy, and the precious metals do not carry counterparty risk, as banks as bank deposits do. Most importantly, from our analytical perspective, gold and silver prices are currently trading on the cheap side. Perhaps this is because many investors expect the banking crisis to be over. We would warn against such a conclusion and say, it's not over yet. Better hold at least some physical gold and silver. Thank you very much for your attention. If you enjoyed the video, please like, share, ring the bell and most importantly, follow my channel.